welcome to The Restless Ones. I'm Jonathan Strickland. I've spent the last 12 years covering technology and learning how it works, demystifying everything from massive parallel processing to advanced robotics and everything in between. As we stand at the beginning of a new era of unprecedented connectivity with the rollout of 5G technology, I'm partnering with T-Mobile for Business to sit down with some of the visionary leaders in tech across all industries, from companies like Fiat Chrysler and FedEx and many more that play an integral part of our economy, to get a better understanding of how tech and connectivity will change business forever. These leaders are the pioneers who don't follow trends, they define them. This show is their story. They are the Restless Ones. There's going to be an explosion in increasingly low-cost connected devices. Um, and the infrastructure, the connectivity that they, that they need that will be provided by things like 5G networks will be critical to making them available to you know, everybody. Imagine that in the future, most if not all of your medical checkups or your medical visits can be done in the comfort of your home. I had the chance to speak with CVS Health's Chief Digital Officer, Berdas Bathena, to get his take on how digital technology is both an enormous opportunity and a challenge for the healthcare industry, and how 5G networks will provide the connective structure that will transform how we access healthcare services in the future. In our previous episode, Unlocking the Autonomous Automobile, in which I spoke with Fiat Chrysler's CIO, Mantha Chamardi, I learned about how the digital revolution is disrupting the automotive industry. As I listened to Ferdos, I realized that there are some interesting parallels between that story and how those same technologies are affecting healthcare services. I want to thank you so much for joining us to have this conversation. And to start, I wanted to get a little more information about you and your background. And it's a question I love to ask people who have risen to levels of leadership in tech. How did you first get interested in technology? So um, I was born and raised in India. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's only when I came to MIT in Cambridge uh, to study for my undergraduate degree that I got really interested in technology. Um, what MIT taught me was not just about, um, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of technology, but the fact that technology could actually be used to improve the world we live in. So that's how I kind of got into tech. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, I've stayed there ever since because I'm an, I'm an engineer by training, but a product person at heart. And that means I want to take the engineering knowledge I have and the technology that's around us and use it to build products that people can use. I love the fact that uh, everyone I talk to who has an engineering background, I get the sense that they view the world as a series of either problems or challenges. And how do you, how do you create the solution that can meet that? And it's that sort of creative thinking that uh, I find really inspiring that, you know, that drives the people with that engineering kind of philosophy. So what sort of lessons did you learn in your experiences with startups uh, that then sort of informed your leadership style here at CVS Health? Um, I think the, the biggest lesson I learned is that technology is all about the people involved. Um, like in most other endeavors, um, you're only as good as the team around you. Um, it's, um, it's certainly interesting and fascinating to work with cutting-edge technology, um, but if, if you can take that and then build a team 
uh, to actually uh, use technology to have an impact on people's lives. Um, that's what makes the difference between a science project in a lab somewhere um, and a product or a company in the real world. Excellent. So, so what actually brought you over to CVS Health after the, these 20 years working with startups? You know, when I was a young techie, I didn't really care what kind of impact I was having. I just wanted to be successful, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that meant to, you know, my younger mind. Um, but as you get older, you start to think about the kind of impact you're actually having on the world. Um, and so it's not often in your life that you get a chance to work with really cool technology um, in the pursuit of a mission uh, that you can really wake up every morning and believe in. I mean, what we are trying to do is to use technology to enable people to lead happier, healthier, more productive lives. Uh, and that's pretty cool. And Ferdos's mission-driven usage of technology can transform the healthcare industry. But how can he apply certain technologies to advance the industry today? One of the things I find really fascinating is that over the recent past, We've seen dramatic evolution in processing power, in sensors, and seeing them decrease in costs and increase in deployment. And it gives a lot of opportunity. And now that we are in the very beginning with the rollout of 5G technology and connectivity, that promises to develop benefits like high data throughput and low latency. You start to see some really interesting opportunities arise. I'm curious about your perspective on that world. So, so the healthcare industry, you know, and coming from the outside, um, you know, three years ago, it was very clear to me, and it's obvious to a lot of people that like the healthcare industry has been kind of a laggard when it comes to adopting technology. But I'm a big believer in sort of right place at the right time, and I think the time has come for healthcare to have its day. Um, we are at an inflection point right now. Uh, there are some very key technologies that we look at and we believe are critical to our future. Um, it, it's AI for healthcare. Um, it's connected devices, and it's virtual care. And if you think about it, um, all of those um, can only succeed with, you know, fantastic network connectivity um, and the use of data um, in the right way. And so by being able to combine these technologies of, you know, AI, uh, uh, connected devices, and and, uh, virtual care, using the underlying infrastructure that has matured to a point where now we're talking about 5G networks with the low latency and throughput of wireline networks. Mm -hmm. Um, We think that it's going to lead to an absolute explosion in um, the kinds of healthcare experiences that will really truly improve people's lives. I would love to hear more about how you're leveraging that type of connectivity. Yeah, see, um, so, so let me make it personal. Uh, I've been married to a pediatrician for 26 years. I better get that right. Um, <laughs> 26 years now. Um, and so although I didn't have, uh, I didn't work in the healthcare industry, you know, I am a, an honorary physician because, you know, of my connection at home. Um, now, every once in a while, uh, friends and family will text my wife and ask her a question. Uh, they'll send her an image of a tick bite on a child's arm. Uh, and say, what do I do about this? Is that a deer tick? Is it Lyme disease? Should I be going to the ER? Mm -hmm. Or they will uh, bring little Johnny over uh, because Johnny's pulling on his ear and screaming his head off and he has an earache. And they're not sure whether it's an ear infection or whether, you know, his sister jammed a pencil in his ear and he has a perforated eardrum. Um, 
And I, I look at this happening around me and, you know, when people come over and my wife is, you know, takes out her otoscope and looks in the kid's ear, um, I'm looking at that and thinking like, not everyone is lucky enough to have a connection like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we always hear about how accessibility to to healthcare in a cost-effective manner is one of the biggest challenges that we face in this country. Well, think about how this would play out in the future. Uh, when little Johnny is pulling on his or her ear, um, as opposed to picking up the phone and trying to call a friend or a family member if you happen to know somebody who was in the medical profession, or thinking about whether I should go to the ER, you'd pick up your connected otoscope, you'd hold it up against the child's ear, um, mom would get an instant readout um, using you know, an AI-based service that would say there's a 72.6% likelihood that this is actually just an ear infection that needs an antibiotic. Um, you know, tap here to get connected to a health professional who can verify this diagnosis and prescribe an antibiotic. Uh, and then, you know, 30 minutes later, it shows up at your home from the local, you know, pharmacy, CVS, health hub, whatever it is. Um, that's the kind of experience we're talking about, you know, we want to enable in the future. And that's just the very beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg, right? From there on, using things like 5G networks, you can go to where you can do remote surgeries uh, for people because, you know, you don't have the latency anymore. And the way I think about it is like 5G makes it like being there. You don't need to use fancy VR, AR technology to benefit from the feeling of just being there. Um, so being able to reach reach remote locations. I mean, this is not just about, you know, somebody in a suburban home when it's, you know, Saturday night and the kid is crying because, some you know, something's hurting. Um, but it's also people in remote locations who don't have regular access to care and being able to reach them in a timely manner. I think that will lift the level of care and lift um, the the quality of the health outcomes we have while dramatically lowering cost. Well, how is CVS Health going to partner with other companies in order to kind of make these visions come true? Do you see yourself uh, partnering with hardware and software companies and uh, you know other health companies? Like this, this is a very, like, as I said, a very broad approach that you're looking at. So. Uh, what's your your perspective on that? So, um, first of all, we are opening open to partnering with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we think that uh, to move this whole industry forward uh, is going to take the efforts of you know many companies, many of whom are like not in the traditional healthcare space. Um, uh, you know, including the big tech companies, you know, transportation companies. I mean, very often we find that. Um, the, the challenge somebody faces is that they don't have the right kind of transportation to to get to, you know, their doctor's office or to get to a pharmacy. Um, it's as simple as that. But at the other end of the spectrum, there's going to be lots of really small, innovative companies where their biggest challenge is, you know, how do you get adoption? How do you get out? To, you know, I, I lived in the world of startups, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is the biggest challenge is once you achieve product market fit, you know, how do you get to a critical mass of consumers so that you get beyond? And so if we see a startup somewhere um, that is uh, building algorithms to be able to listen to someone coughing to figure out what the root cause of that cough is or what the diagnosis for that cough is, or we see a startup that's building a toothbrush that analyzes the saliva in your mouth to give you a little medical checkup every time you brush your teeth, um, those are innovations that we think we are uniquely positioned to bring to market 
because of our uh, presence across the country, uh, both in the local community with our with our pharmacies and our health hubs, but also with our digital presence that we're building out, you know, in a big way right now. We'll be right back with our conversation with Ferdal Spathena of CVS Health in just a moment. You know who you are, a boundary pusher, a big thinker in the relentless pursuit of the next big innovation for your business. T-Mobile for Business knows that the future demands true workforce mobility. And in the new era of 5G, being able to assess the needs of your company in real time could transform everyday functions. The 5G revolution has begun, and the future of businesses like yours will be powered by advancements in 5G networks, built to reach more people in more places without slowing you down. T-Mobile for Business can help you realize the full potential of your business as 5G unfolds. Business is changing. Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com. What do you identify as some of the biggest uh, challenges, rather than say problems, but biggest challenges you face in order to kind of make this vision a reality? So we are going to be getting to a point where the amount of data coming in from connected devices and other sources uh, is going to dwarf what we see today, especially Mm. in the world of health. But that doesn't take away the challenge of what do you do with all this data? How do you make sense of it? Um, And so being able to ingest uh, and process and protect, you know, billions of bits of data and to make sense of it all, to be able to derive insights and actions from that data that actually meaningfully improve people's lives uh, is one of the big challenges we face in front of us, right? So this is sort of big data taken to a whole new level. Um, But also uh, the ability to win uh, the trust of people as we learn more about them and figure out what uh, we want to recommend that they do to make their lives better. This is truly a partnership with the consumer. Mm -hmm. We have to be extremely transparent about what we're going to do with that data. It's probably a bigger challenge than any technology challenge out there. Um, And we have to earn that trust, you know, one step at a time. Mm. It's not something we can just sort of wish into existence. And every action we take every single day you know, we need to we need to focus on that. I like that answer a lot. It's uh, it's really interesting to see that insight where the the big the big challenge is not necessarily technological. Although I think we're now coining the term bigger data, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of of the the scale you're talking about, but rather this very human element that often gets overlooked when right. we're talking in terms of technology. What are some of the near term goals? for CVS Health as far as the digital transformation goes? And can you talk about sort of maybe what a more mid or long-term goal would be, sort of a a manifestation of these ideas you're talking about? So in the very near term, you know, we are constantly updating, enhancing our digital experiences to make uh, things easier given the breadth of resources we have at our disposal now. Uh, I mean, no matter how you want to engage, whether it's by walking into a physical health hub or into one of our 10,000 pharmacies or into one of our 1,000, 1,100 plus minute clinics, or you want to engage uh, digitally, or if you so wish, you want to pick up the phone and call just like we used to in the past. What we're also investing in for the midterm and long term um, in a big way are is the healthcare platform that underlies uh, a lot of the things we just talked about. 
So within the context of healthcare, I know you've been a passionate advocate for accessibility and the equal access of healthcare across the entire population. How will increased connectivity, this potential of a low latency, high data throughput world that we're moving toward, how is that going to be a part of that mission? Uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's go- There's going to be an explosion in increasingly low-cost connected devices. Um, and the infrastructure, the connectivity that they that they need that will be provided by things like 5G networks will be critical to making them available to, you know, everybody. Imagine that in the future, most if not all of your medical checkups or your medical visits can be done in the comfort of your home. Um, it would be dramatically lower cost. I mean, the way we look at it is we look at all of the things that can be done by a professional in person, can they be done remotely? Um, Or, if not remotely, then at least in a local community setting, like in a health hub. Right. Someplace where you might have medical professionals, but perhaps not specialized in those specific areas of medicine. They don't have an operating theater, right? uh, but hopefully nine times out of 10, you don't need one. Right. 99 times out of 100, you don't need one. Um, And so I think, but I think, I think the advanced networks will be extremely valuable when it comes to pushing that kind of interaction, physical interaction at a distance. Um, as Einstein used to call it, you know, spooky action at a distance for quantum entanglement. Well, and as you point out, like a lot of these underlying technologies have existed, but the limiting factor was the fact that, that you couldn't get the information fast enough to its destination. And so that's why we're excited about seeing rollouts like 5G where we can see that connectivity popping up and it doesn't require the physical cables. It frees up a lot of the, the uh, what would previously be limiting factors for these sort of implementations. I like that you're removing barriers and reducing latency. Do you anticipate any other emerging technologies playing a, a really important role in the, the near term uh, in healthcare, whether it's it's something that the average person would actually, you know, uh, recognize upon encountering it, or, or if it was something seamlessly happening in the background that just sort of magically made things work. So when I typically say connected devices, I mean like a whole spectrum of them, right? At yeah. one end is the home hemodialysis system that sits in your home. It's not a wearable. It's not something you you know walk around with on the mm. street. Um, but I, I think the range of connected devices is going to be far beyond what people are imagining right now. It'll be built into almost everything we do. That'll take some time, and it'll take this building of trust that I talked about. I also think that there'll be lots of things that will be always on, uh, as opposed to today when, you know, I lose connectivity or I have a low bandwidth signal or um, I'm out of range. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of stuff will slowly start to go away. And uh, it's interesting as well because I see this again as a convergence where any one company or any one innovator uh, might be able to make a piece of something, but that piece really doesn't have value until it fits in with this larger picture we're talking about. And you have to have the actionable responses that you can then uh, either send directly to the person or uh, send to a medical professional that can then, you know, enact the change that is necessary. All these pieces have to come together. Ferdos makes using technology to improve the health of people seem easy. 
And those changes will have a huge impact on the future of the healthcare industry in the U.S. He'll tell me how that vision of tomorrow will come together after the break. The future is closer than you think, and it all starts in the palm of your hand. You've heard the news. 5G is here. But what does that really mean? How will it impact you? In this iHeart series, This Time Tomorrow, presented by T-Mobile for Business, join hosts Oz Volishin and Kara Price as they walk us through a mobile revolution that will start to change the future of business and the way we interact with the world around us. From environmental science to law enforcement, entertainment, healthcare, and travel, innovation is coming. Join them as they explore how this revolution could impact your life and give you new ways to connect and engage. This Time Tomorrow is now available on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. So with these various pieces that are all either emerging or maturing, things like machine learning, artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, telemedication, the network connectivity, integrated sensors, what do you think... Uh, healthcare is going to look like in a decade or two. How how transformative are we talking about at this point? You know, I think most of the early triage will probably get done by machines. Um, which is not to say that we won't we'll be putting you know physicians out of business. I actually think we will be empowering physicians and other uh, care providers to operate, as we like to say, at the top of their license. I think, as you say, like using the technology to augment, not to replace. Like that, sure. I think it would, in many cases, free us up to concentrate more on those things that we're very good at and take care of some of the things that we might be good at, but it's something that could easily be automated. It frees us up. Well, to wrap this up, mm-hmm. we're going to have are five rapid questions. Okay. You do not need to take a lot of time to think about these. We just want your gut answer. Uh, And here we go. Question one. What one piece of technology could you not live without? Um, My mobile device. Mm -hmm. I I knew you would expect that. Yeah, I'm I'm the same (laughs) way. Uh, All right. Virtual reality or augmented reality? Augmented. Mm Mm-hmm. We're two for two right now. I'm just letting you know. What science fiction technology would you most want to see become reality? Um, The uh, medical tricorder on, uh, was it called a tricorder? Yes, it was. It was a tricorder on Star Trek. The medical tricorder on Star Trek. Yeah. It would diagnose and fix at the same time. Yes. Just by waving it over a wound. It's an incredibly time-saving device there is what it is. All right. Autonomous car or AI robotic personal assistant? Oh, definitely autonomous car. <laughs> and I don't need more people in my life telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. And what do you see as being the biggest potential disruptive technology in the near future? Um, I, 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 I know I've said this before. I really think the medical-grade connected devices um, that will provide the kind of real-time monitoring that we've been talking about, you know, off and on for the past hour. Um, I think that's going to really change people's lives, where you can go from, you know, being reactive to truly being proactive. 
I want to thank you sincerely for the time you've taken to to talk with us and to share your vision and to inspire with this uh, this this vision of the future, which I also agree. I think this is fully attainable if we set our minds to it. And and as far as I'm concerned, we have every reason to do that and no good reason not to. So thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. It was a lot of fun. And um, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's difficult to frame the impact digital technology has already had on the healthcare industry and what we should expect next, from giving patients more access and control over their own healthcare to enabling new applications of telemedicine to providing the foundation for back-end operations, the digital world is playing a critical role in how we manage and access healthcare. And without the pervasive access to network connectivity, none of these advancements would be possible. 5G networks will create new opportunities to help consumers and enable new lines of business at the same time. That's a powerful story. In our next episode, join us as we speak with Ashok Srivastava, the Chief Data Officer of Intuit, as we look at how advanced technologies like AI and machine learning will become the underlying infrastructure for industry in the near future. This has been The Restless Ones, a production of T-Mobile for Business and iHeartRadio. No matter what you're after, T-Mobile for Business is here with a network born mobile and built from the ground up for the next wave of innovation. From mobile broadband to IoT to workforce mobility and everything in between, T-Mobile for Business is committed to helping innovative decision makers like you move your business forward with the products and services you need, as well as the dedicated award-winning service your business expects from America's most loved wireless company. Business is changing. Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com.